Well, the last few years have been a struggle for many of us, but the silver lining has got to be that for a lot of people, we have a renewed sense of ownership over our own health. Over the last several years, you guys have heard me talk to many of the America's frontline doctors. I've been talking to you about vaccines. We've been talking about our food supply. We've been talking about uh, functional medicine as opposed to just the traditional medical establishment. And today, you guys are in for a treat. I have a brand new friend on the show with me. Kelly Fraz is here. She is a wife and a mama of three kids. They love the Lord Jesus. Her husband is a surgeon. And during COVID, they made a radical shift in their life to take charge of their own medical freedom. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. So many things that we could talk about. And as you know, there are a lot of things on my mind as it relates to the United States and sort of the state of the nation, particularly as it relates to our health. I have been, and I know many of you are in the same boat, really reassessing the way that I look at my own health, reassessing the pharmaceutical industry, reassessing the medical community. Not that we wanna become so afraid that we don't go and get the help that we need, but we realize, I think, in many ways that the medical community has been motivated by money and not by health. For, uh, for many of us, COVID was the eye-opener that sort of helped us change direction, change the trajectory of our families. We might be looking at how we take care of our children in a different way. This is certainly true of my guest today. Kelly Fraz is here, and I was just talking to her before we started recording And she was giving me a little bit of their history, and I'm going to let her give it to you. But you guys are going to be really encouraged, and I hope that you will allow the Holy Spirit to just touch your heart in a way that's unique today, because we know for sure that the Lord of Heaven's armies has given us everything we need to take care of our own bodies here on this earth, and we're going to talk about all the ways to do that today. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. You are, so I found out about you from Melissa, of course. Yes. And she came and told me your story. She's like, you got to meet this girl. She's got such an amazing story. Medical freedom. Her husband was a doctor. He turned down the jab. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But Tucker Carlson interviewing uh, a a sitting representative. And he basically said, look, have you changed your mind about how you see medicine? And, uh, you know, and did you get the shot? And if so, you know, did you get shot and boosted? And what's the whole thing? And the guy turned around, tried to turn it on Tucker. Did you see this? I did not know. Oh, it's epic. He looks at Tucker and he goes, well, how many shots did you get? And Tucker doesn't skip a beat. And he goes, none, none. I didn't do it. Like my, 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 uh, that, that intuition, there's something in, in my gut that just said, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. I want to go back to the beginning of COVID because it sounds like it was a paradigm shift for you and your family. Tell us a little bit about what you guys were up to and what your life was like pre-COVID. Sure. So uh, my husband is still a trauma surgeon, uh, an orthopedic trauma surgeon at one of the largest hospitals here where we live in Grand Rapids. Um, And I am a former nurse. I was not working when COVID started. Um, We were plugging along, had our kids in school, and living in our dream home that we had built just five years prior to that after our original dream home burned down. Um, My husband was actually one of the first cases um, in his hospital, perhaps the first physician to get COVID. Um, And that was in April of 2020. And as he was recovering from that, um, 
his hospital came to him with some contract changes um, that he would not would not sign sign on the dotted line for. They basically said, you know, we'll keep. They dangled a carrot and said, we'll keep your pay at this rate with only a small decrease if you agree to basically endless work hours and and a no compete contract, which was not something that he had. And he said, no, this does not feel right for my family. I'm not going to do that. And without anything uh, waiting, uh, he quit his job wow. as surgeon. He just quit. Um, thankfully, the Lord had another job waiting for him right around the corner, same city, and that was just a blessing. It was one of the biggest blessings because this job has the most work-life balance. But fast forward um, six months to a year and the mandates came down. And we had an intuitive knowing from the beginning uh, that they would be forced. Um, yep, when you something's in, not right. Yep, something's not right. And when you are within the medical system and you see sort of just how things work, um, you can kind of see the writing was on the wall, right? With the with the mask yeah, and yeah. everything. Um, and thankfully, uh, my husband is a man of great integrity and he stood on the picket lines holding a sign. He and actually his partner, one other physician, stood on the front lines and picketed right outside their hospital and they did not take it and um, they did not get fired, <laughs> thankfully, but it does put a target on your back. And so, right, yeah, and so all of that, you know, you, you realize, you know, you think that as a surgeon, your job is secure, right? Uh, yeah. But you realize that really, you're just another cog in the corporate wheel and you're replaceable. And so we made a decision to sell our home, our dream home that we raised our babies in and purchased 42 acres out in the country and um, moved toward more sustainability and growing our own food. And um, we were able to pay off the rest of our medical school debt. Um, and around the same time, maybe we pulled our kids out of school. Um, we just made a radical shift and our focus became um, fortifying uh, our family and our, and our faith and what we believe in and know the hills that we will die on and um it turns out there are a few of them <laughs> and, and that was one of them and just taking really radical ownership of our own health because this is we will see what happened in 2020 we will see that again you know oh absolutely i i i totally agree i was just talking to my friend bill jack about this the other day that the, the i think this was just a training ground they're just trying to see how far can we go? How far can we push the American people or even the people just around the world? And as we learned, uh, sadly, a lot of people fell for it. And yeah. we're watching now as uh, more and more cases every day come out now. People have been absolutely injured by this experimental vaccine that never got approval from the FDA, which is, doesn't matter because it's a corrupt organization anyway. Right. We learned that yeah. the CDC is corrupt. We learned that Pfizer uh, is corrupt. These are not people that care about the health of the, the people that they claim to serve. They're really, their primary interest is making money. Of course. This is what was challenging for us to understand. understand. Um, and to watch other, our sisters and brothers in Christ who could not see this, um, you know, it's, it's one thing for the non-believer to, to not see it, but to have other believers alongside you and not be able to discern 
truth from a lie when it's so blatant to us was very challenging. Um, yeah. And then still trying to maintain relationships with those people and not alienate them was, was a huge challenge. But um, I do think COVID did some good in that way because I do think that a lot of people um, realized that help is not found within the Western medical industrial complex. It's not it's a sick care yeah. system. It's not a healthcare system. Yeah, it's really true. And I started seeing, you know, early on, you know, health doesn't come from a mask and a needle, you guys. You got to be, you know, careful about what you eat. But then you realize, oh, for goodness sake, our food supply is all messed up as well. And we're seeing this more and more and more. And I see more people turning to local farms. I mean, our family did this a couple of years ago. We just started buying from local farmers. I'm buying my eggs until I can get my own chickens. I'm buying my eggs from a friend of mine who has, who's got chickens. We're buying our beef locally, I'm telling people, go to the produce stand because you can't even go into the grocery store anymore and trust the produce that's yeah. in the in the main section of our grocery store. Is that is that right? That's absolutely true. Um, decentralizing uh, is of huge importance, um, and removing yourself, just finding diversifying where you get your food is incredibly yeah. important, and so. That's one of the things that we've done here. We put it in a big old garden and we last year raised our own hogs and our own meat birds and butchered oh, them and, you know, got chickens for eggs and eventually we want to have our own beef cattle. Um, but, there, you know, there's so many places, places that you can find within your own community, even if you live in a city, that you'd be so surprised where you can get um, locally grown produce. That was, Where would partner. someone go if they live in a city? So there's a mom listening to you right now or a dad and they're like, I don't know, man, I live in inner city, what, Chicago or, you know, heaven forbid they live in Portland. Where, <laughs> where can we find good food? <laughs> uh, localharvest.org is a great resource. Um, also, realmilk.org is a great resource. And I mean, I totally recognize there are food deserts. There are people who live in inner city Chicago who don't have a car to drive outside of the city. And that's a challenge. And you can't ignore that. It is a challenge. There are people who only can go to the bodega on the corner to get their food. And there are just not healthy options. But, you know, we're firm believers that you create the life that you want to live. Um, And so that is the direction that we've gone. We wanted to create a life Mm -hmm. where we were able to have sustainability able to um, have privacy in our land and um, well, we we're able to have ownership of our health and um, and so we've worked really hard to create that yeah I'm curious uh, because you're growing a lot of your own food now are you homeschooling your kids or you just pull them out of the public school or what do you end up doing we had them in private school prior to COVID we pulled them out for three years and homeschooled and I really appreciated that time and I think but it's not for every family um and we just put them back in march in a really wonderful private christian school year um that they're thriving in so i'm very grateful for the time that we homeschooled i i enjoyed it yeah how old are your kids 11 8 and 4 so a bit of a spread oh you're in the wonder years i, I love am. it i love it so what kinds of things are you, so you're, you have, you have a background in medicine, obviously your husband is a surgeon, but you've been really interested in uh, integrative tuition, uh, nutrition and 
Uh, we've been talking a lot about functional medicine here at the show and what the difference is between traditional medicine and functional medicine, a more integrative approach. We look at the, at the systems holistically instead of just trying to throw a pill at a problem. You know, we want to get to the root. But let's talk a minute about nutrition. And then I'm going to ask you, because uh, I'm really excited about this aspect. I care, obviously, about women's health. We talk about it quite a bit here at the show. And you just had explant surgery a few months ago. And so I really want to talk to you about that. So we'll we'll talk about that because I know there's a lot of people listening to this who have had breast implants or other uh, they've had other surgeries and they're starting to go, I wonder if this isn't actually good for me. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So let's go, let's go from your, uh, your kind of the, the morphing of how you see your, your food supply and uh, integrative nutrition and let's and we'll move on to there to the next conversation. Sure. So I'm a former nurse. I was RN. I did time in um, labor delivery and in emergency medicine. Um, and I can tell you, in nursing school, I had maybe a total of two hours of nutritional education. And there are few required nutrition courses for physicians at medical schools right now. And nutrition is really the basis, it is the foundation of your health. What you put in your mouth, whatever's on the end of your fork, is what literally builds every cell in your body. Every neuron, every bone, every muscle, every tissue is made from what you consume. And so that is, it's, it's so important. And our food system and our food supply is broken. And so the more that I worked as a nurse, the more that I had, uh, and also was simultaneously developing this passion for uh, natural health. And um, I had trouble reconciling what I was being made to do in the hospital and how I actually felt about the human body and the way that God made us, the way that God designed our bodies to heal when we give them what they need. Um, and so I moved out of that, um, and I just dove headlong into all things, uh, natural health. And I had that, you know, nursing background, so it was great because I could draw from that knowledge. But, um, what I found was that there was just so much on this completely opposite side of, side of the coin, you know, than what I learned in nursing school. And our view of the human body and how it's supposed to work in Western medicine is so narrow. It's just Mm. so narrow. And there's so much more out there. Um, So for the last 10 years, I've run an online health and wellness business. And then currently I'm in a program um, to get into integrative nutrition uh, coaching practice going, which is really exciting and something I'm just so passionate about. So 
something. What is that? So ex- explain it. So the people who are listening who are going, what? Integrative nutrition, What what is that? Sure. So basically, that into, the word integrative, there's, you know, there's all kinds of different terms when it comes to, you know, you can have functional practitioners, you can have integrative practitioners, you can have naturopathic, you can have holistic. But what integrative means is that you make use of multiple modalities. So while it might sound like I'm anti-Western medicine, I'm not at all. Um, there is a time and a place, and I am so grateful for people who do C-sections. I had three C-sections. I would have died without them. Right? If, if you are having a heart attack, the United States is the best place to be, right? Um, but when it comes to managing wellness, that's just not, that's not the model, right? Um, so we can utilize modalities from within Western medicine and traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and, you know, um, natural wellness and all of these different modalities in order to help restore our bodies to balance and help us to function the way that God intended us to function. And is it something that moms, so I'm thinking a lot of families right now who are trying to make a shift away from maybe the traditional way that we've been really brought up in this country, right? My friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood's always calling it this, you know, the standard American diet, the sad diet. Uh, and it's contributing to so much ADHD. It's contributing to, uh, you know, all kinds of factors with our young girls who are entering puberty earlier and earlier and earlier. And we're trying to find a different way to approach how we take care of our families. Where is a good place to start? So to the parents who are listening and they just feel overwhelmed and they're used to just, you know, we've kind of got this sort of bias, the way that we've always done things. And now we're realizing, okay, we have to change. So if I wanted to change from just this, you know, buying whatever's on the shelf and, you know, giving my kids Pop-Tarts for breakfast, where is it, what's, where do we start? So that's such a great question. And I found that the number one barrier to people making that shift is overwhelm. And so it's, that's one of my main goals is to help remove overwhelm for people. Um, And I typically like to break it down into three steps. And the first step is to flood the body with nutrients. And the second step is to remove or reduce toxin exposure. And then the third step would be to manage stress because we know that contributes to so much disease. We were talking about that before the show too, right? Um, Hello. Yes, I mean, stress drives up your blood sugar and contributes to insulin resistance. And 90% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. It's crazy. but. To me, so that number one, flood your body with nutrients, is the first place I would start. So what does that actually look like practically? Well, it's impractical to ask people to totally wipe out their pantry and refrigerator and start eating completely 100% organic, you know, unprocessed food and making all of their meals from scratch. That's just not going to happen. It's not sustainable and people will quit, right? So I typically just say to people, can you add in, don't even think about removing anything yet, but can you add in one more serving of fruit and vegetable, right? Just one or one more serving of, uh, you know, a healthy pasture raised chicken or something. Um, And then, you know, once people are in that and they, they get quick wins and they realize, oh, I do feel better. Then you can ask them to start doing things like, okay, can you swap out one soda for kombucha or something healthier? You know, um, you just, what I found is you just have to give people quick wins and 
small, sustainable changes because they compound over time. You know, when you start to see how much better you feel when you when you make small changes, then you're more likely to continue on that. But if you ask people to make an entire lifestyle overhaul overnight, it it, it just doesn't stick. You know, so I like to help people just mm-hmm. make small, sustainable changes um, that typically start with diet. And then once we get down that road, then we can talk about you know reducing your toxin exposure. So you mentioned young girls and starting puberty early. That is a huge passion of mine as well. I've got two daughters and one of them, my 11 year old, is wild about, you know, like makeup. She just, she just loves to play with it. And I'm always very picky. I'm like, did you read the ingredients on that? And she's a savvy label reader because she knows if that's got, you know, lead in it and fragrance and parabens and phthalates, we're not taking it home because I'm, I love you too much to let you put that on your body and compromise your fertility, you know, and throw off your cycle and cause all these problems for you. Um, it's just massive priority to me. So, yeah. 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 And then the second step was what? Reduce or eliminate toxin exposure. Um, and that, that's a very broad topic, right? Because toxins are ubiquitous. They're, they're everywhere. everywhere. They're in our cookware. They're in our furniture. And the thing that I always stress on that is that you will never be able to eliminate them from your life and trying to do Mm -hmm. so will cause more stress (laughs) than than anything right and 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 that will burn you out also but you can mitigate them you don't have a say on what goes on outside your four walls but within your four walls you do you get to decide what you bring in and what you don't and so where we start there is okay let's swap out your laundry detergent for one Right? Really, again, small, sustainable steps are um, what seems to give people the biggest, the biggest and quickest wins. Yeah, it's so important. And I think, you know, it kind of brings us to the third point, which is to teach people how to manage their stress. This has to be one of the biggest deals. Uh, I told you before the show, I've been so, so busy. I mean, I, I feel like I came off of my run for Congress and then just jumped right into trying to help the nonprofit organization move the building and I'm still speaking and still podcasting and all the things. And I told Pastor Jack the other day, I was like, I am losing my memory. Like I can't remember simple things, names of people that I know and things like that. And he said, oh man, that is, that is stress. You know, what are you doing to manage your stress? What's one of the top, like the top couple ways that you tell people, hey, here's a good way to manage your stress. Right. So obviously we can't escape stress, right? It's not like you can just say, reduce your stress, you'll be fine. Just, it doesn't yeah, work right. that way, right? Yeah, because yeah, right. in 2023, right, we have, even if we don't consciously recognize stress, our body feels stress, right? The constant yeah. dinging of our phone, that's a stressor. Driving in rush hour traffic, our body is stressed. And especially after the last three years, yep, we are living in this constant state of fight or flight that's that sympathetic activation right a sympathetic nervous system and you like you mentioned like you forget things well yeah when you're worried about running from a tiger you're you're not gonna have great recall right right <laughs> that's right, just not right. a priority um, or you're worried so, about running from a leftist it's the same uh, thing <laughs> running from, yes 
Protecting yourself from the liberals is, is majorly come on, stressful. Come on, It's major stress. Yes, yes. Fight or flight, it kind oh, of is. Yes. So what we have to be able to do is, regardless of the stressors in our lives, we have to be able to shift ourselves from that sympathetic fight or flight into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and digest. Um, and there are some really great ways to do that. Uh, one of them is deep breathing, which, listen, I thought that was the biggest load of baloney. I'm totally like a type A, <laughs> let's get it done. What is deep breathing going to do for you? But in actuality, it stimulates your vagus nerve, which is the nerve that runs from your brain down through your heart and lungs and innervates your entire body. And we generally do not breathe. We breathe shallow in our chest like this, right? But if we do those deep mm -hmm. belly breaths, we are able to, you can feel the shift immediately. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm thinking about all the moms who are listening to you right now who can't help it. And they're like feeling that diaphragm breathing I know, starting, I know. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the things about um, having breast implants in was I was not able to breathe deeply for 17 years. And so that is talk, crazy. I know we can talk about that in a second, but other things to do to manage stress, get outside in the sunlight. Um, and put your feet on the grass. There is wild research about the benefits of uh, grounding, which another thing that sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's actually kind of, not. There's really great research yeah. on, um, you know, absorbing the um, negative ions from the earth. And, and you know, like, we just have to thank God for that. He gave us this free resource, right? The sun to charge us and the earth to, to ground us and those are things that you can do that are really quick that will help your body mitigate stress because we tend to think stress is all up in here in our head and it's not, it's not at all. Um, it's just a result of life in 2023, I feel. Boy, that's so true. And I think a lot of people coming down as we kind of started off the show by talking about the last three years have been very difficult. Right. We've seen a, a tremendous uh, increase in suicide. We've watched as people have lost their jobs. We don't we don't you know, we've lost faith in maybe the medical establishment that maybe we had faith in before. And so now you're having to look at your life a different way. These are all stressors. Very stressful. And especially when, you know, in our country, science is religion and asking somebody oh, yeah. to question the science is like asking them to question their religion and you just can't right because if you question that then everything you ever believe is wrong and it's, yeah it's just very it's a very stressful thing so that's yeah that's something you're working on another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
We were talking a moment ago about the importance of removing toxins from your life. And one of the main things that you talk about is that you had breast implants and you decided to get them taken out. I have a really good friend from high school. She just went through a similar thing and she realized that her breast implants were actually leaking fluid into her body and making her sick. And I'm curious to know when you think about kind of where you've been and where you're going, how you kind of got from point A to point B. Yeah, so at the time I got them, I was 21 years old. Um, and just to give a little bit of context to you know why I decided them, I have um, had them since I was 21. I have just gone through within a couple of months a series of three really traumatic events. Um, suicide of a friend, um, major family upheaval, just just really traumatic and I was just looking for anything for that quick dopamine hit anything to numb anything to distract myself and although I had always known the Lord at that time in my life I was not walking with the Lord and I did not Mm. have my identity in him I was in a toxic relationship freely, but it really it was really awful. Um, and I, that's what I wanted. I thought, you know, anything that will make me more lovable, more, you know, more desirable, any of those things. And so that was the decision that I made. Um, and I was young, I was 21. And so since then, I've, I'm now 38. I've carried and nursed three children. So I don't know what my adult body looks like without them prior to them, right? But for years, I have had these chronic systemic inflammatory uh, issues, like tons of gut issues, uh, just Mm. crazy gut issues, joint pain, fatigue. I mean, I would wake up in the morning and my hands would just be stiff. My fingers would be totally stiff. Um, All kinds of things. And I've got all the labs done and on paper, perfect. Nothing wrong with me. And that is very frustrating um, as you know, nobody wants diagnosis, but when you know that something is not right in your body and you go get all the tests and they're all negative, it, it would be a relief for somebody to tell you, Oh, this lab level is off. We can fix it with this. Right. Or at least something to verify that you're not insane. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> cause you start to feel a little crazy. And I, you know, I had managed it well with, um, diet and lifestyle, but it just felt like I was just a hamster on a wheel, just spinning my wheels. Like, if you don't get to the root cause of the issue, which is again something that Western medicine does not focus on, it's not a nope, root cause. That's approach. right. It's a, it's a treat the symptom approach. Yeah. If you don't get to the root cause, you will be spinning your wheels forever, and that wasn't what I wanted. And um, then I learned about you know breast implant illness and symptoms and the toxicity that comes with them, and um, that there are you know. 20 or so toxic chemicals just within the shell of them um, that can leach into your body and cause issues. And so the time comes, right? What they don't really tell you at the time when you get them is that they're not a lifetime device. Um, they need to be swapped out, you know, 10 or every 10 or 15 years. And mine were 17 years old. So the time came to make a decision. I was done nursing my babies. Was I going to get new ones or was I going to just take them out? And there was no question in my mind what I would do. I did not want them anymore. Um, 
over all of those years, I'm in a much different place in my relationship with the Lord and, you know, in, in my relationship with myself than I was when I made the decision to get them. And I wanted to, you know, let my daughters know, like, God made you on purpose, for a purpose, exactly the way that he wants you. And if that includes small breasts, then it includes small breasts, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what that means. And so... Yeah, we made the decision to take them out. Mine actually had a black box warning on them because they are known to cause a certain type of cancer. Um, and Oh, wow. Yeah, and the FDA just says, eh, leave them in, it's fine. That's literally their response, just to leave them in. So you finally make this decision, and I'm imagining this isn't a, just a decision for you, right? It's a decision that you're talking through with your husband. Um, and I'm curious, you know, walk, walk, someone through that I know that there are probably men that are listening to this that are maybe thinking well shoot maybe this isn't good for my wife maybe I should suggest to her that she have them removed what was that process like for you and for your husband great question so I had been talking with him for a couple of years um, you know ahead of time you know and I said at some point I'm gonna need to make a decision about whether I get these replaced or get them taken out and I'm really leaning towards getting them taken out because of, you know, these health consequences that can occur and I've got these symptoms and I don't know if they're the issue, but I don't think they're helping. And my husband is, I'm so blessed. He's so supportive. He said, you know, what do you, what do you feel like you're supposed to do? What, you know, have you, have you prayed about it? Are you, you know, and that's always the first question. And I, I said, I, feel deep down that they're just supposed to be out. I feel like that's what we're supposed to do. And he was so supportive. He said, okay, well, when the time is right, then we just get them out. Like, and that's, you know, I know that there are a lot of women. I have heard from so many women um, who have them, who want to get them out, but their husbands don't want them to get them out um, because of their own well, it's the aesthetic, right? I mean, we it all know is. why they don't want them to get them out. And I think right. you wonder, too, you know, you've had these implants in there for so long. Then when you take them out, you said this just deflated. We're left with just, wow, we just took all the air out of the balloon. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's there for me, too. Like I said, I don't even I didn't even know what I looked like as an adult woman without them because I had gone through all of these changes over the last 17 years. My body yes. was a lot different than my body at 21. Um, yep. So that was a fear, but ultimately my, I just had to rest in the um, knowledge that my body would be healthier for it and be really grateful uh, for that. And I don't regret that at all. So yeah. once we decided yeah. that that's what we were going to do, I went on the hunt for surgeons um, because this is not a procedure that all plastic surgeons do. Um, and it's a specific procedure. It's a, an on-blocking capsulectomy, which means that they go in and they remove the castle that forms around it. Your body forms a castle around the implant in order to wall it off because it's a foreign substance in your body. Um, and that needs to be removed as well. And not all surgeons do that. Um, and so I just... I just searched. The, the internet can be the scariest place on earth, and it can also be a really amazing place of connecting and yeah. finding your people and finding community and information. And I found some really great people, and um, I connected with a surgeon in Ohio, and we drove down there from Michigan and met with him and 
talked through things and scheduled it, and I had to wait about six months to get it done, and I am three months post-op today. Wow. Wow. When you, when you came out, you know, out from under anesthesia or whatever, was your immediate thought was just relief? Um, relief, but also I, I just knew I've got a lot of healing ahead of me, you know, um, you're relieved, but you're also in a lot of pain. It is not a painless procedure. Yes. Um, yes. by any means, much more painful than getting men, uh, because that's a procedure. This is, this is much longer procedure and, um, just, I was just really grateful and focused on healing my body going forward. And this is where, yeah. and I did heal very quickly. The first week was rough, but after that, it's been pretty smooth sailing. And this is where investing in your health up front pays off. You know, it's like putting deposits into a bank when you invest into your health proactively so that when you need to draw from it, when you need to heal, your body is just ready. It's ready to go to work for you yeah. because that's how God designed us. And I had put in all of this work up front and my body just healed so magnificently. And I'm so grateful for that. Wow. What are some of the changes that you've noticed since the excellent surgery? Great question. So the first thing I noticed, we were in our hotel room and within an hour, I said to my husband, I can breathe. I can breathe. Ah. I could take a deep breath. I probably for two weeks, I just multiple I would say, oh my gosh, I just took a deep breath and I didn't have to fight for it. That's mm. amazing. Do you know what air hunger feels like when you can't quite get a deep breath? That's how I yeah. felt all of the time. It would wake wow. me up in the middle of the night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And it's quite scary, really. And I have not had that since. And that is such an amazing feeling. So I didn't realize for the last 17 years, I hadn't been breathing deeply, right? I mean, I talk about being in fight or flight all the time. I wasn't breathing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I have a lot more energy. My sleep is great. My hair is growing back. It's amazing. I had just this limp, lifeless, dull hair that would not grow. And my hair is growing, which is incredible. Uh, my gut issues are resolving. I currently don't have any joint pain. I mean, I have the odd thing here or there, but nothing that's just all the time feeling inflamed. I've yeah. lost 13 pounds um, that I wow. was not able to drop prior to my surgery. No matter what I did, I was not able to drop weight because when your body is in a chronically inflamed state, the priority is not losing weight. Your fat cells actually hold toxins. So when you have toxin in your body, such as our founded breast implants, 
your body will wall off those toxins in your in your adipose tissue in order to protect your vital organs. Um, and so now that those are gone, I'm able to release some of this weight that I've been hanging on to for years. So that's a really wow. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I also think of your daughters. I mean, you said you have an 11 year old, yeah. and and they're watching. Obviously, you, you're going through this. How did you talk to them about this? Because so much of what you know, you're talking about has to do with how we see ourselves. You hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, it's our image. You know, it's how we see who we are. Where do we find our identity? And in Western culture, uh, women's identity is largely wrapped up in body image. And you keep hearing, you know, body positivity. You've got all these weirdos out there like Lizzo. Now, what is she? Four hundred pounds, and all of a sudden, that's supposed to be sexy. And all these weird messages our kids are getting. Yeah, so crazy, right? It's so crazy. How did you talk to your daughters uh, about this this issue in particular? Great question. Well, my four-year-old is not really old enough to comprehend. She knew mommy when yes. she had a surgery. And I will talk to her about it at some point when she's older. Um, you know, I really believe that God can use our... Um, and trials to turn them into something that brings him glory. And so with my 11-year-old, I spoke with her very honestly about it. My 11-year-old is 11 going on 30. She's an old soul. She's <laughs> firstborn, very It's mature. a firstborn daughter thing too. A, yeah. It is. It is. And so I spoke really honestly with her. That was the only way I knew to do it. I had to share my heart and where I was when I made that decision and where I was in my walk with Lord, where I was mentally and emotionally, and just let her know that, you know, through these years, you know, God has pulled me up out of that muck and mire and just spoken so clearly to me that I am his and I am found in him and my identity is in him and in nothing else. And he made me, he knit me together in my mother's womb exactly the way that he wanted me, small breasts and all. And that may be her, you know, her story too. But that was how God wanted her to be. And he can use everything for his glory and for our good. And so who are we to, you know, question, like, who are we to tell God, oh, no, sorry, I think you made a mistake with me. You were supposed to give me bigger boots, you know? That yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but that's what God's did. like, God's like, uh, I was pretty happy with the way that I made you. And it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's such, it's such an indictment on the culture, I think, right now and this obsession with, you know, the small waist and the big breasts and the whole thing. Yeah. Because if you look back, like when Marilyn Monroe was uh, popular, she had a completely different body shape. And now yeah. uh, it just it's like the, the the fashion houses and couture clothing lines and all these things are determining how we see ourselves when we look in the mirror. And our kids need to learn from us. Hey, uh, God loves me the way he made me. We want to be healthy. Right. And certainly, you know, you don't, we don't want to be overweight if we can help. We want to be healthy. But this obsession uh, is right. really hurting us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing that I always talk about. You know, I have a history of eating disorders. I was a dancer growing up and I had an eating disorder that started when I was six and lasted until I was 21. My daughter. Wow. Is also a, yeah. My daughter is also a dancer. And so I'm very conscious about how I talk about our bodies and our health around her. And the reason that we feed ourselves nutritious food is because we are a temple of the Lord and it's great to honor our bodies. But also God made food to enjoy for us, right? And 
stress is also like stressing out about it is also unhealthy, <laughs> you know? Right. So, like, right. It, enjoy the ice cream, right? Just don't do it every day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Balance. Yeah. It's so good. Balance. Yeah. Boy, there's a, there's a, there's an novel interesting concept. topic. <laughs> yeah. What a novel. Well, we live, I'm actually writing a Bible study on it right now for the community here, but we live in an age of extremes, right? So yes. uh, it seems like we, you know, it's, it's extreme parenting, it's extreme politics, it's extreme beauty, it's extreme, you know, now we can't even decide if men are men or women are women. Oh. Again, goes back to this bizarre obsession that we have with needing to push the envelope as far as we can. And really, I mean, our, our kids are, they're hurting for it. So it sounds to me like you've got a lot going on and yeah. you're going to be uh, launching your own, your own coaching business here pretty soon, correct? Correct. Yes. I'm very excited about that. To get to work with people one-on-one and in group settings to help just reduce the overwhelm and help people take radical ownership of their health is what I'm so passionate about. I love that. Do you already have a website where people can find you or not quite yet? That's being built right now, but I am on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. That's at Rooted Life Wellness. And uh, I show up there daily. I share tons of uh, nutrition tips and health tips and uh, inspiration and a little bit of craziness and farm life. And so. I love it. Good. Well, maybe when I get my chickens, you can walk me through the process. I'd love to. I'd love to. Okay. All right. Well, Well, we'll definitely do that. Kelly Fraz, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your your story. And I know it's going to encourage a lot of people who are listening to see an actual just example of someone who said, hey, I was going this direction and I realized I could have a better life and really making your life uh, those choices to live a healthy life. Thank you so much, Heidi. It was so much fun. We'll do it again soon. Love you guys it. want more information, check out Kelly's Instagram. I will link to it in the show notes today. We want to encourage you, as always, you guys, love your people well. Uh, God has you here for such a time as this. He's not up in heaven scratching his head, wondering what in the world you're doing here in 2023. And he is a way that you can live. Jesus said that I have come that you would have life and have it to the full. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.